What's going on, podcast family? Back with another episode of the Church Voice Podcast. I've got a lot of energy this morning, Tyler, so bear with me. Um, Bring I, it. I just had a pecan braid from Panera, so that that always that always. Hey, I'm trying to up. calm myself down. The Atlanta Hawks last Bro. night closed out the New York Knicks. I, like I said yesterday, we talked about it. They're making a fan out of me. I'll tell hey, you what. I'm telling I, you what, I'm this whole staff's going to be Hawks fans. Yeah. <laughs> hey, we're all talking about it, too. <laughs> I know. Uh, you know, but yeah, it, it's, it's been a good series. Pastor Scott sent me a text last night saying, go Hawks, right after it was over. Uh, hey, so, hey. For re- I've been watching it, man. <laughs> we I've believe. been watching it. Yeah. But I see, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a playoff kind of bandwagoner, you know, yeah. like I don't, I don't, I don't watch a lot of basketball during mm-hmm. the regular season. Like I'll catch stuff, you know, especially at my in-laws because Taylor's grandpa, he, he'll, he watches, he watches basketball like all day, every day. Oh, yeah. So when I'm over there, I enjoy it with him. But, but yeah, playoffs, I've been watching it like yeah. crazy. Are you one of those team, oh, teams, no. Are you one of those fans who just picks a different team every year in the playoffs who you want to follow? Kinda, kinda. There's yeah. a lot of people because do I don't, I don't have like that deep, you know, idolic connection to. <laughs> oh, mine, mine is idolatrous. I'll tell you that right now. So yeah, I don't, I don't have that with a particular team. Honestly, I have individuals that I follow. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like that. Well, I that need I, you to individually start following the Hawks. Hey, I'm, I'm almost there. I'm almost there. I'm almost there. But, uh, but side note, Luka Doncic though. He's nasty. He's crazy. Did you know? I was very proud of that win over uh over the the Clippers. The Clippers. Yeah. It was yeah, impressive. Yeah. It's three two right now. This this episode's gonna come out late, but right. yeah, it's three two right now in, yeah. in the playoff series. So. Did you know that the Hawks traded Luka Doncic for Trey Young in a first round well, pick? Not dumb, because Trey Young's pretty good too. Yeah, so. it's still. I mean, I still would rather have Luca. Oh, man. I don't know who wouldn't oh, choose oh, Luca. Oh man, I know Mark Cuban is like, yeah, <laughs> for sure, yeah, for sure. But I, but I can't say the Hawks lost that trade. Yeah. I mean, Trey had thirty six and nine last night in a closeout it was, game. He was, yeah, so it was it's impressive. like, come on, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. Anyway, <laughs> we at the same time, so we will get on a basketball tangent yeah. if we don't reel it in. There's our small talk. So we'll yes, just get on with small it talk done. Um, but welcome to the Church Voice Podcast. Um, back for another episode. Of course, again, I want to say it every single week. We're all about building the body of Christ through a variety of voices and specifically church history, historical voices. And we got a heavy hitter today. Um, one of one of our our co hosts here, one of his, well, not even one of his, his absolute favorite minister oh, all, all, yeah, who's yeah. ever walked yeah. the planet other than Jesus. Speaking of idolatry. So, so yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, like he's got a statue of him in his office. No, I'm just kidding. He doesn't. It's true. Um, it's not. It's not. <laughs> but um, I want one. I, I believe you. I believe you. I'm going to get you a little, I'm going to get you a John Wesley bust to, for, you to put on, for you to put on your desk. Dude, I would take it. <laughs> Make it like I want a John Wesley fathead <laughs> <laughs> on the wall, on the wall, shooting a jump shot. Yep. No, you'll just um, see me laying on it with a prayer shawl <laughs> on my head. And he's like, "Oh Lord, <laughs> thank you for sending John Wesley." <laughs> um, anyway, we got to get into it. Um, but so yeah, of course, we are completely sponsored, supported, and recorded at Christian Center Church. Um, check us out at christiancenter.org. Org um, and see everything that's going on here, um, but we're gonna get right into it because I know we've got we, you know I I wanna I wanna give us enough time to to unpack this this quote and uh, and go somewhere with it. So uh, Tyler, I want you to just kind of like sure it up for us, get us started, tee it up, and uh, let's talk about it. Definitely, so I will share 
just a little bit. Please do. About John Wesley. Oh, okay. Like keep, the, keep smallest, the, bio brief. the smallest little bit. He was born in a small, <laughs> he was born in a small cottage. <laughs> um, so he was a an English um, theologian, pastor, church leader, apostle, really. I consider him an apostle. That that's me. That's I'm okay. All okay. right. Capital A. No, no, no. No. But I, to me, his work goes beyond goes beyond pastoring. Yeah. It goes beyond teaching. Yeah. That it was he you really think built he's the like church. Paul reincarnate. Don't yes. You? Yes. <laughs> like it's the only reincarnation I believe is John Wesley <laughs> is Yeah. He had a great affinity for Paul. Yeah. We don't have to get into yeah. it. But um him and his brother Charles, Charles was the famous uh, hymn writer. Yeah. John actually wrote some too, but he yeah. wasn't near as good. <laughs> but um, John Wesley is usually seen as the father of the Methodist movement, mm-hmm. which is, it's true and it's not true. He did call his followers Methodists because they had a certain method, method. Yeah. for following Jesus, that John Wesley was very heavy on sanctification, mm. very heavy on the process of being conformed to the image of Jesus. The main doctrines that he's known for, that's really what they're about. Christian perfection, entire sanctification. Yeah. It's all about being formed into the image of Jesus. That that love conquers sin and love conquers our flesh. And we can we can actually get to a place where we walk in the spirit all the time. And there's there's lots of different ways to interpret Wesley on that. We don't have to get into all of that. Yeah. But those are the kind of things he's known for. That's what Methodism is known for. Mm-hmm. Um but he was I, he was the father of the Church of the Nazarenes. Mm. Um, I believe the missionary church was a split off. Maybe I'm wrong about that. I believe they were a split off of revivalist Methodism. Yeah. But American, a lot of different denominations, a lot of different, just flowed from yes. that from that time yes. and what and what yes. what he was doing at the time. Definitely. A lot of denominations Definitely. flowed from that. Pentecostalism, yep. our expression. Yep. Yep. Uh, is as well. So he just, he's the father really of the modern era of church. Yeah. That's, that's the way I it's see it. It's true. No, it's, so, it's a hundred percent true. Cause yeah. the way he, the, his, his ecclesiology, meaning the study of, of being the church, how do we be the church in the world? His method for doing that, it's, it's the way we do things today. Yeah. It, so he was just so heavily influential in so many ways. We've got a quote from him today. Yeah. It is a letter that he wrote to his his brother Charles in June of 1776. I'm not going to lie, y'all. This is shocking. This is going to shock you. Yeah, this is a hitter. This yeah. is going to shock you. Yeah. Now, we'll explain it to where it's it's different than what it's going to sound like. Yes. Um, But this is, this is a shocking quote. Uh, John and Charles, actually, they wrote each other often. They were so raw in yeah. their letters. Yeah. It is incredible to, cause I've got, this is not going to be a surprise. <laughs> I've got the complete works of John Wesley in my life, all 18 volumes. Yeah. 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 In, in my office. Yeah. And so just, you got those from the library when we oh, closed the library. Did. Did. Showed that did. was probably one of the best days of your oh, life. Oh my goodness. Soon as I knew we were closing. Cause the I library, remember you telling, I got, I, bro, Oh my bro, goodness. Dude. I got, I got the whole complete set of dude. <laughs> I'm telling you, so here's how here's how many here's how many books I got. So we had just ordered like like a hundred or so baptism shirts for the church. Yeah. So I had this huge custom ink box in my yeah. office. I filled that joker up 
twice. For real? With books that I got yeah. out of our library. Yeah. Because we were shutting it down. We were just going to give the books away. Mm -hmm. So Pastor Mark was like, hey, if there's anything you want, go get it. And I was like, for real? I should have got more. I'm dude, not going to lie. I, dude, I ravaged that library. Yeah. Yeah. I, I I was in there for a good hour and a half yeah. just scouring the thing. Yeah. I got so many, so many great books. Yeah. A lot, matter of fact, a lot of the quotes that we've shared mm -hmm. on this podcast came from those books. Come on now. Because that, that yeah. library was a treasure chest, yeah. man. It was. It yeah. really was. It, yeah. I, I didn't even know it until the end. It Otherwise, was, I'd have spent half my working life in there <laughs> yeah. while it was still Yeah, there. I spent some good time in there. Yeah, yeah it, It's good. So with all that being said... <laughs> Um, just John and Charles watching their letters back and forth. It's really incredible yeah. seeing the rawness that they have with one another. So this is what John Wesley says uh, in this letter. This is a good 13 or 15 or so years um, before the end of his life. He says, in one of my last letters, I was saying, I do not feel the wrath of God abiding on me, nor can I believe it does. And yet, this is the mystery. I do not love God. I never did. There's the shocking part. Therefore, I never believed in the Christian sense of the word. Therefore, I am only an honest heathen, a proselyte of the temple, one of those that fear God. And yet, to be so employed of God and so hedged in that I can neither get forward nor backward, and yet I dare not preach otherwise than I do, either concerning faith or love or justification or perfection. And yet I find rather an increase than a decrease of zeal for the whole work of God and every part of it. Heavy hitter. Heavy hitter. So what it sounds like is John saying, I don't believe in God anymore. I'm not a Christian, but I'm still going to preach. Yeah. That is, that's not really what he's saying. Right. What's important is the, the theological backdrop yeah. of the time. Yep. John Wesley was, was very heavily influenced by a group called the Pietist. We've actually, we've talked about a group of Pietists, yep. an offshoot of the Pietists called the Moravians. Yep. Count and Zinzendorf, all that. Count yeah. Zinzendorf, all yeah. those guys, yeah. the story of, of John Wesley with mm -hmm. them on that mm -hmm. ship in yep. the storm. Yep. These kinds that he was very heavily influenced by them, and they were all about radical trust in God. Note which the story about them on the boat in the storm is a perfect yeah. example of it. Radical trust in God, no doubt, ever, all faith, all the time, and it really influenced John Wesley to develop this doctrine of assurance mm -hmm. that we can have assurance of salvation. That when the Holy Spirit comes to live in us, we know that we are a child of God, and we should never doubt it. That we have complete assurance, um, that complete assurance to the point where we never need reassurance. Yeah, that we are His child. Yeah, it, it unwavering, unwavering. Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's important because so John would tell somebody, and I'm not, I'm not even saying I agree with John Wesley here. This is just what he said. He would tell somebody, if if they have doubt, he would say, you don't believe. Mm. So when John Wesley admits to his brother, he says, I don't love God. I never did. I don't believe in the Christian sense of the word. What he's saying is the assurance of salvation that he believes scripture teaches, yeah. he don't have. Right, right, He doesn't right. have. That there is some seeds of doubt mm. in him mm. and that there are seasons in which 
he encounters an increased amount of doubt yeah. about who he is in God, about the existence of God, about what he's doing in them and in the world. He was re- he was kind of denouncing something. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. And so, but the important part, well, all of it's important, but how important it is that we understand what John is saying is that he says, and yet to be so employed by God mm-hmm. or used by God. Yeah. And this is the phrase that hit you and I. Yeah. I remember when yeah, we yeah, talked yeah. about this. Was he said, he said, I'm so hedged in yeah. that I can neither go forward or backward. Exactly. And I so identify with that language. 100%. Because there's times, even though I do believe we can have an assurance of salvation, I yeah. think scripture teaches that yep. in First John and in, in Romans 8, our spirits cry out within us, Father. But we all have doubt. Yeah. We all have moments where we question, where yep. we have confusion, where we have difficulty. Yeah. And I have been in those seasons where it was hard for me to believe in God at all. Yeah. It was hard for me to believe in it, that I was his child. It was hard for me to believe that I was really doing his work, that I was growing in my faith. Yeah. I didn't feel like I could go forward, but I knew I couldn't go backward. Yep. Yep. I knew I couldn't return to who I used to be. That wasn't an option to me. Yeah. There's an old hymn that said, I have decided to follow Jesus, no turning back. The cross before me, the world behind me, no turning back. Mm-hmm. And, that, and I've been in that place. Yeah. I think most Christians have. Oh, for sure. I would venture to say for all. Sure. Maybe there's yeah. some random person out there, maybe one of the pietists, yeah. who who sincerely did have mm-hmm. that radical trust and, and praise on, God for on, that. They're on a boat right now. They're <laughs> yeah, sinking. Exactly. Like, they're singing to the Lord. They're singing <laughs> hymns. Yeah, they're good with it. Yeah. They're good with it. But um, most of us don't experience that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and his words just minister to me so much mm. because I've been in that place. But what John declares here is that even in a season where I, I feel like I can't move forward, but I know I can't go backward, I'm still being used by God. That's right. And there's and then he talks about, so that's why he says, I don't preach differently. Right. He's not saying, well, I've had too much influence, and if I change now, I'm going to lose it. Yeah. He's not saying yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, He's yeah. saying the conviction of my heart says, in spite of my feelings, the conviction of my heart says, tell the truth. Mm-hmm. Tell the truth. Keep confessing and declaring the that's truth. That's right. Until your feelings line up with what's yeah, true. Yeah. And we all, we all have been in that yep, position. Yeah. And finally, he finishes up saying, in this season that I'm in, I don't have a decreased zeal or passion or desire, but an increase, <sighs> an increase. So his words just minister Man. to us in that way yeah. because it's a very personal reality yeah. that we feel. Yeah. So I don't know where you want to go based off of that, but that's how I wanted to set this conversation right. up by really explaining his words and really explaining the weight yeah. of what he's saying. And and I'm just gonna say it how I'm feeling. This is this is one of the and it's all it's very short. I mean, I'm looking at mm-hmm. it and it's like maybe a quarter of this page. Mm-hmm. It's very short, but this has to be one of the most power packed statements that I've probably ever read. And I'll tell you why, because I feel as though I've been living in this season for a while. And and, and those who are listening to the podcast know, I mean, I've talked about it pretty liberally, mm-hmm. you know, but I think it's good because this that's what John Wesley's doing here. Yes. And But the statement that comes to my mind is that your doubt is not your disqualification. Mm-hmm. And I'm speaking to the person who's maybe in a position of leadership or maybe in a place where they don't have a ton of trusted Christian fellowship around them to mm-hmm. where they can't. I mean, and I'm talking, I'm not talking like after service, you know, small talk. I'm talking like people that you can talk to about like 
John Wesley had his brother to write these letters to, that, that kind of relationship. And if you don't have that, you get into this place where the enemy will begin to tell you that your doubt is a disqualifier. Mm-hmm. And so what'll happen is that you'll begin to you'll begin to convince yourself that you are not qualified to do the task that God has called you to do. And I've been in that place so many times. Yep. So many times. Yep. Far more often I've been in that place than out of that place. Mm-hmm. In whatever reason God wants me to stay there and, and get a hold of that. But I think it's it's to get a hold of this concept that John Wesley is trying to get across. Mm-hmm. Because it's not a disqualifier. And in the part of being so hedged in, what he says is that he says, and yet to be so employed by God. So yet to be so like to be a worker for God, to yes. be to be an employee of God and so hedged in that I can neither go forward nor backward. And again, we you said this is what ministered to us so much because what I've what I've come to realize is that is that yes, I have these feelings, I have this doubt, I play in this place of of wrestling so many times with God and my feelings and whatever whatever it is, whatever it is. And but yet God has employed me. Yet God has ordained me to be in, in the position that I'm in. And here's the thing, it, 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 this isn't for the, the Christian worker, this isn't for the, this is for any of us, because we're all employed by God. And if you don't know that, understand that you are employed by God. You have you have a task and assignment, even if you are a father, a, a mother, a grandparent, it doesn't matter, you are employed by God for a specific assignment. If you don't know what that is, ask God and he'll show you. But nonetheless, we are employed by God. Mm-hmm. And, and so I've had to understand that it's such a grace it's it's such a grace to have the assignments that he's given me because I can't do anything but preach. Mm-hmm. I can't do anything but minister the gospel. Like there dude there's been so many times where like we run a a kids church ministry. We don't do classrooms, we do a large group kids church type uh, ministry. So I'm getting up and I'm I'm preaching to these kids every single week and I've done it for the past five years, but there's been, and mind you, going through a a young marriage, getting, I mean, like, you know, whatever, but there's been times where I have no business getting up in front of those children, but I also have no option to do otherwise. Mm -hmm. And so that's what it looks like to be hedged in is that you have, you have no choice, but to do what God Mm -hmm. has called you to do. Even though you feel like you shouldn't, even though if someone, if someone knew the the darkest parts of your life, they wouldn't let you, Mm -hmm. but God has employed you to do that task. And so what that does is it, and, and I, I, I realized that that is the grace of God Yes, because he's in control of my assignment. He's in control of what I have to do. And, and who am I to disqualify myself because of any doubt or anything that I'm going through? Mm-hmm. And so it's just such a, it's such a powerful thing. And I'll tell you what, in my, in my darkest of seasons, and, and this is exactly what he said, my zeal has increased. Mm-hmm. When, it, when it comes time to speak, the speaking is different. The anointing is different. The 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 power is is different. Not upon me, but even on the people. Because because like people will say, oh yeah, blah 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 blah, and it's like, look, <laughs> like I can't even take the compliment because it, it's 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 difficult because I know I know who I am. 
you know, and, and God knows who I am, but yet he's using me. Yes. And so just that, that idea of being hedged in, understand that that's, that's not a place of being stuck. That's a place of grace. Mm -hmm. That's a place where God, God wants you to be and needs you to be. Cause I'm under the impression that, you know, and, and maybe this is a personal thing and I don't know if I've said this on the podcast or not, but like, I have this idea that pastors and preachers and even ministry workers or whatever, you know, are, are really, really just the worst of the worst. <laughs> and, and, and God has, God has hedged you in because, and, and I, and I'm, and I'm saying this honestly, mm -hmm. I know that if, if God had not put me in the position that I'm in right now, I, I, I know that I would have fallen away. And I, and I know that it's because of how, of what he's done and what he's employed me to do that has allowed me to keep the faith. And, and, and so I, that's what I, that's what I read. And that's what I feel from this statement is that, is that, that, that employment is the grace of God to, to keep you, you know what I'm saying? So whatever your assignment is, yeah, you feel like, man, I, I, I can't, I can't do nothing but what I'm doing. Just keep doing it. Mm -hmm. And that's and that's the grace of God. And keep mm -hmm. preaching the gospel. Keep ministering to your children. Keep ministering to your wife. Keep, keep, keep Jesus at the center the best way you know how. Even no matter how you're struggling, keep doing what you're doing. You may not feel like you can go forward or backward, but keep doing what you're doing right now and, and understand that that's the grace of God. I hope mm -hmm. that makes sense. Mm -hmm. It's so humbling, mm -hmm. you know, to realize that, that that God has kept me that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I, I think it's important to say this. I heard a minister say this just the other day. And so I want to apply it to this, this season of doubt, this season of being hedged in. It's a season, not a sentence. Mm. Yeah. That it isn't that we're not going to be in a place where we can't move forward forever. Right. There are seasons in which we are in that place. Yep. There are seasons in which we're not in that place. And that's just kind of how it goes. And, and we see those models in scripture. But that's that's something I want that's something I want to make sure to hit because if we're feeling like we're hedged in all the time, if we feel like we can never move forward, well then there might be a problem to look at and say, okay, am I actually going backwards? Yeah. Because I, I, I need right, right, I right. need the Holy Spirit to show me where I'm at. I need to do some self-reflection. Yeah. Because it is, and it, I think that that is important to say. But when we go through seasons of not being able to move forward, that doesn't mean we're moving backwards. Yeah, I used to think that. I used to think that that growing in Christ was walking up a downward escalator. Mm -hmm. That if you stand still, you're moving backwards. Mm. And I don't know. Part of it was this John Wesley quote right. that I encountered. That I thought, I don't know that that's true. Yeah. I don't know that that's true. I understand what people are saying, yeah. that it takes effort for us to move forward. But sometimes we're taking all the effort in the world and we're just staying on that one step in that escalator. Yeah, There's nowhere else I can go. Yeah, um, But it's Christ who's who's keeping me from not going backwards. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I think that's important to say. And I think it's important to say this too, because one of the things when we start talking about doubt, there's a couple of scriptures that pop up in people's mind when Hebrews tells us that without faith, it's impossible to please God, or when James in chapter, I think it's chapter one, where he said, yeah, it is, when he when he talks about asking for wisdom mm -hmm. and how we need to ask for wisdom without doubting, yeah. because the one who doubts is is like a, a wave tossed right. back and forth by the sea. They're double-minded yeah. and therefore unstable in all their ways. 
So I've, people have asked me before, why do you tell me my, that my questions and my doubt is okay when Scripture says it's not? Mm-hmm. And what I respond with to that is this. There's two different kinds of doubt. Right. There's doubt that makes us boast in our weakness, boast in who we're not, but who Christ is in us. And there's doubt who who has us fall away. Right. So there's really there's two different kinds and, yeah. and there's two different responses yeah. to the doubt that that we have. So it's different to say I'm hedged in than to say I'm on my way to leaving the faith. Right. And and that I think that that's an important distinction to make because yeah. there's so many people who think every time I doubt, I'm leaving the faith. Mm-hmm. That's not true. Yeah. That we need people in our lives to be able to reflect on that with, to mm-hmm. really see inside of ourselves, okay, why am I doubting? Yeah. Who am I doubting? Right. And and what's the reason for this doubting? Is this just a difficult season yeah. where I'm, where Christ is hedging me in? Yeah. Or is this I'm leaving the faith and mm-hmm. I know I'm walking backwards and I know I'm losing my faith and I know I can't get it back? Mm. To me, those are two very different things. Yeah. And so we're talking about the doubt that actually pushes you closer to Christ, not farther away. Yeah. Because even though you're wrestling in this season, you're still growing. Yep. God is still working in you. Yeah. And there's lessons and there's his presence, there's character traits, there's words that he speaks to you, words that you get from the scripture that are going to carry you into that next season. Mm-hmm. Whereas a uh, uh, the bad kind of doubt closes you off to everything. Everything, yeah. To, to where now you won't respond to anything. You yeah. won't get anything that you're you you have turned around and begun to walk backwards. Yeah. So I think that that's an important distinction to make because there's so many people, especially in you and I's expression, mm-hmm. um, especially a subsection of Pentecostalism called Word of Faith mm-hmm. that I really despise. Sorry, don't <laughs> come out and say it. Yeah. That it's the truth. Yeah. Um, and that that may be offensive. I, I hope that it's not, because mm-hmm. I don't mean to be rude, but I just I do. I despise. I don't think that that's what Scripture teaches. Right. That uh, any type of doubt whatsoever do it disqualifies you from being a Christian. Disqualifies from God moving in your life miraculously. Yeah. Because what do we do with scriptures? With the man whose son was demon possessed, he looks at Jesus and he says, "Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief." Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> What is he saying? I believe and don't believe at the same time. <laughs> yeah. And I identify with that. Yeah, for because sure. that's the for place sure. where we live our lives yeah. so often. Yeah. Father, I believe in you. Yep. I really do. I know you can move in my life and in this situation. And yet I'm not fully convinced. Yeah. And I need you to help me. See, that's us going to weakness. Yep. That's yep. us saying that it's Christ in me. Yeah. It's the grace given to me, like you were right. saying. That's going to carry me on. It's not yeah. my own strength. Right. I'm not saved through my works. I'm saved by the grace of God. Yeah. As Paul says in Ephesians 2, so no one can boast. Yeah. That Paul said our boast is in our weakness. Yeah. And so that is an important distinction for us to make, that we want to minister from that weakness. That's why it's more powerful. Oh, my goodness. Because we're ministering from that humble place of yeah. saying, this is not me. <laughs> These these gifts and these callings exactly. and, and what's going on, it's not me. Yeah. It's him. Yeah. And I'm just trying to walk with him as best I can. Right. And be with him and become like him and do what he did. Because I think when we get to that haughty place mm-hmm. of when we think it's us, that's when it's not powerful. Oh, yeah. When I say miraculous, I don't just mean like healing miracles and stuff. Oh, in general, Just the yeah. miraculous presence of God yeah. in invading in our midst. To mm-hmm. me, that's 
it's a miracle to be in the presence of the living God. Yeah. But in those moments, it's weakness where we minister from that place. Yeah. That humble place where things really do happen. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, you know what, again, I'm just, I can't help but keep thinking about that employment thing. Yep. You know, that, so if, if you're, if your doubt is causing, causing you to resign from God's employment in your life, that, that's a, that's a sign that, that, that maybe that doubt is, is, is in the wrong direction. Yeah. It's destructive. You know what I'm Mm -hmm. saying? Like, like, because again, in all of my doubting, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, it don't be wrong. I've been close to saying, look, I got to, and I've told God mm-hmm. plenty of times, like, I can't do this anymore. Yep. Like, I, I, I don't, I, I, I can't do it. I don't, I don't want to do it. And, and yet he's like, Sunday morning, <laughs> here you go. You know what I'm saying? Like, or whatever it is, but it's, it's, it's that employment that is, that is absolutely, that is absolutely key. And I think that's why it's so important. And, and I'm not trying to get off on a, on a tangent and, and, and I don't want to sound like the, 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 the typical church pastor here, but like, but that's why service is so important. That's why mm-hmm. serving is so important. Have like, and, and when you talk about boasting, like if anyone could have boasted and, and, and had a, had a word of faith type attitude, it'd be John Wesley. Oh yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like he was, he, like he was on that, he was on like a Pauline type level mm-hmm. when it comes to the modern day. Ch- I mean, like he was, mm-hmm. and that's, and like, and I'm okay to say that, but again, he's, he's denouncing that, that so-called strength of, of his, of, of that doctrinal assurance of what he, you know, of what he used to believe. He, yes. He's denouncing that and saying, look, no, like I'm as, I'm as weak as the rest of them. He calls himself a, a honest heathen and a proselyte of the temple. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like he, he, he's denouncing all of that. And he's mm-hmm. saying, look, I am, I am completely, I'm weak among weak. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. I'm the weakest among yeah. the weakest. Yeah. And so, and, and you're, you're exactly right is that we have to have that sort of, that sort of attitude of, of humility to say, look, like, God, I don't, I don't have nothing. Yeah. Like I, I don't, I don't have a word of faith right now. Mm-hmm. I don't have, and like, I don't, I don't have anything that I can do right now. Mm-hmm. I'm dependent on you. Completely, totally. completely dependent. And see, and that's what God wants from yes. us. And we talk about that a lot is that complete dependency. And and we have to always go back to that is, okay, mm-hmm. wait, nope, I get a little strength. I got to, you know, and, and, he, and he pulls us and draws us back to that dependency. Mm-hmm. And again, it's it's his grace because it's in that dependent place that we feel, and I'm not trying to be all cool here, but we feel his embrace. Mm-hmm. We feel we feel that overwhelming presence of God when we get to that place of dependency, when we get to that place of emptiness, when we get to that place where it's like, look, I... <laughs> I can't, I can't stir it up anymore. Mm-hmm. I can't muster it up anymore. I yeah. can't, I don't have that anymore. And, um, and then, and then God moves and then he comes in and, uh, and it just, it, it, it overtakes us. Yep. And so, um, I just, I pray that you guys are encouraged today yes. and, and you know what, again, being, <laughs> being, in, being so employed of God and so hedged in that you can neither go forward nor backward. Yep. That's an okay place to be. Yes. And that's where you can see God. Yes. That's where you can have the presence of God in your yes. life. 
And, um, but listen, guys, just, just be encouraged, yeah. just be encouraged and do whatever God has called you to do yeah. today. Um, and, and you, you got something for us. I was just going to say, get yourself a Charles. Yeah. You mentioned that earlier. Yeah. We need people in our lives who we can be that boldly mm -hmm. honest with mm -hmm. because we're biased when we see ourselves. Yeah. And we need other people to help to help encourage yep. us. I haven't read Charles's response to this. Mm -hmm. I would <laughs> I would love to see what I, he yeah, says. Yeah, I'd be interested too. Uh, he might say, I'm right there with you, bro. Yeah, yeah. But um, I wanted to make sure to say that, that yeah. having a Charles where we can be honest with some, because we know we can go to God in prayer. Yep. As hard as that is. And that's the most important thing. But we, we need to have a Charles. Yep. Yeah, I and and I I completely agree with that. And it takes a lot to get that, you know, and develop those sorts of relationships. But um but nonetheless, be encouraged guys. Have a blessed and wonderful rest of your day. Thank you so much for listening. Listen, if you if you got a minute and you've gotten to the end of this episode, leave us a review whatever whatever platform you're listening on. If you've enjoyed this episode or even previous episode, show us some love. Leave us a review. It really helps the podcast out. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at Church Voice Podcast, all one word, and we will see you in the next episode. Peace out. Peace out, y'all.